0: Welcome to Concert Pipeline. That's Jens Shippel.
1: and that is Steve Jones.
0: And Jens, today on the program, by candlelight—in uh, your case, uh, <laughs> with a beer, That's candlelight and beer, beer in hand. Uh, yeah, we have uh, two classic rock musicians, and they are brothers. And uh, and one of these artists, uh, I, I did a phone interview with last year, actually, uh, but it, it was cool getting to talk to them together. Um, I'll, I'll introduce them. Uh, it is, uh, Carmine and, uh, and Vinnie, uh, PC. I, I don't know exactly how to pronounce her last name because they don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's, uh, it's A-P-P-I-C-E. We joke about it near the end of the interview, so that's a little bit of a spoiler,
1: but. That's funny.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but, we'll, but we'll, we'll just call them Vinnie and Carmine and, uh, and they, uh, they both are drummers and have drummed for Major classic rock bands, you um, know, in the '70s from the '70s and beyond. Like uh, Vinny was um, in Black Sabbath uh, with Dio, and um, he uh, he recorded the Holy Diver album with Dio. He uh, rejoined Sabbath in '92. Uh, he uh, and then Carmine he toured with Ozzy and. Um, and he recorded an album with Pink Floyd, which I talked to him about. Uh, yeah, he was in Vanilla Fudge. Um, That's incredible, man. Yeah, yeah, he was in. Check out that history. He was in the Classic Drummer uh, Hall of Fame and the Modern Drummer Hall of Fame, uh, and uh, and so they've done a lot of work over the years uh, and have gained some no- notoriety in, individually, but kind of have these storied, unique careers of intertwining. You know, um, I mean, they had the same drum instructor also at different points um uh, in their uh in their introductions to drumming so i mean it's a really cool story we had a really fun chat uh and uh and we'll get into that in a little bit how's that sound
1: that sounds great yeah it sounds like a good time you guys had
0: yes yeah, speaking of good time you are in the love tent uh is i am you, in the love
1: tent is that what you call it <clears throat> that's what we're calling it now <laughs> <laughs> i am in the love tent and i think we've uh Done a podcast uh, from the love tent. We before. Did, last week. Yes, um, and I don't remember exactly. I think it was pretty much the same setup, but I'll just go over it again real quick. It's been through several upgrades. Uh, every couple of days, I get inspired to drag something else out of the house and put it into the tent. You know, something that. Might be kind of fun. Uh, Slowly, so you're moving
0: your house into the tent. I, I got it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's basically. It all comes down to just being us being sick and tired of cleaning the house. So might as well just not clean it and just move outside. Uh huh. So this is this is a
0: permanent fixture at this point.
1: <laughs> yes. So uh, this new tent is a lot of fun. It's a it's a blackout tent, and um, it seriously blacks stuff out. Like we've got lights on our balcony. And when those lights are on and you're in the tent, you can't tell it is black. Okay. Um, So that's nice because if you want to take a nap in the afternoon, like I like to do for like 20 minutes, you're not worried about the light. It also blocks out a lot of heat, uh, which is nice. So it's not one of these crazy, you know, ovens. I've got a mattress in here, an inflatable mattress. It's uh, I think it's 22 inches or something. So it's thick, super thick. It uh, does a good job not deflating.
0: Because um, last time, day. last time you had patched your your mattress and it was and it was a failing effort.
1: Yes, but for some miraculous reason, it works now. I don't know why. I did buy I did buy a uh, a replacement mattress, but I haven't pulled it out of the new box yet because this patch that wasn't working for me for a couple nights all of a sudden started working. I can't explain it, but I uh, haven't had any problems with deflating air mattresses.
0: Well,
2: that's a good thing.
1: Um, so that's cool, uh, and I've got this electric blanket hooked up to it. So the air mattress. The problem with this thing is uh, when it gets cold at night, the air inside of it gets cold. Uh-huh. So then it's like the top part of you is warm because you have the nice blankets on you, but the bottom part is cold because the air is cold. So I've got the, I've got a um, an electric blanket that the air mattress is sitting on top of. And it actually warms all of the so air inside it.
0: you have two. You have two. You have heavy blanket up top. You have uh, Jens and Maria there. You have the air mattress uh, be- below the, uh, the, below that, and then a heating blanket below the air mattress so, uh, for it to rise through the air mattress and and warm your body. Is what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, it's even more than that. So below the air mattress, we have this piece of foam. This really big piece. It's like a mattress topper, a foam mattress topper. So that's on the very bottom. Uh huh. So we've got that and then the electric this is like an amazing sandwich really and yeah, it's uh, envisioned. It. <laughs> so we've got the we've got the foam topper and then we've got the that's on the bottom on the ground and then the um, electric blankets and then uh, the air mattress and then one of these really nice um, or I'm sorry a sleeping bag and then one of those really nice plush uh, blankets to put on top of that and then um, and then it's Us, my wife and I, and then our more or less our comforter that we use on our bed Uh and our normal bed pillows. And this
0: is helping save cleaning the house.
1: Yes, all of this so we don't have to, you know, deal with cleaning the house. Do
0: you dine in the tent?
1: uh, What?
0: Do you dine in the tent?
1: (laughs) No, but uh, there is enough room for a small, tiny little table, so Uh we probably could do that. Yeah, we don't really uh, bring the food in here. I should say I just brought peanuts and beer in here, but that's only for the special occasion. No,
0: just potting peanuts and beer. Got it, yeah.
1: Exactly. So anyway, that's just the bed. <clears throat> and then I've got these five LED candles. And then um, I've got these two disco lights uh, that you can change you know, the colors of. I don't know if you can see this right now. Oh, whoops. Okay. Yes. Do you see that? Yes. Am I all sorts of different colors now?
0: And now th- these disco lights. I know you've taken these on vacation.
1: I have. I <laughs> Mexico and several other f- different foreign countries, and uh, I've put them up in the window, you know, of our hotel or Airbnbs uh-huh. or something. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, and
0: the <laughs> the other, you know. Stay ease at the hotel enjoy it as well don't they
1: yeah yeah i'm sure like i'm sure people are wondering oh hey i wonder if you can rent those disco lights or how do those people get those cool disco lights or maybe we should go find them and knock on their door they're probably party animals that part has never happened before i keep on waiting for fun people to show up and party with us but that just doesn't happen uh,
0: no no they did you know they don't know how to live life really is what's happening right
1: Right. I mean, if I was hanging out and I saw disco lights in a hotel room, I would try to go find out where that room is and invite myself to the party. Yeah. That's that's how badly I want to help out other people have fun.
0: I mean, you're, you're just looking out for the common good. I mean, you should have a sign on the door that says, when the lights come a-rockin', you come a-knockin'. Like, that's right. Yeah.
1: Exactly that. Exactly that. Yes. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> so... so <laughs>
0: Do you have any trips planned? You you always have trips that you're planning, and this must be a really challenging time for you and your wife. Among, I mean, beyond everybody else and their hardships, you guys aren't able to travel right now. Like, do you have you? Are you taking advantage of the cheap air flight fares for later in the year? What does that look like?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. We haven't even looked at it. Uh, I'm just seeing all these vacation hours, you know, accruing.
0: Um, like they never work. have before. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like I've never. It's like shit. I should probably should just do a staycation, uh-huh. you know, for a week and just work on not being burned out at work. I think that's probably the biggest issue, you know, with me at the moment is that is that work is just driving me crazy. But um, yeah, I, I definitely have the itch to to get out and uh, you know go someplace fun. But um, you know, the risk is just way too. Way too big, so I have I have no problem waiting. But I definitely do need to take a vacation here pretty soon, and and uh, you know spend more time in the tent.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. I like, what are you gonna do? Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, I forgot to mention I got the TV in here, and I've got the Apple TV and the internet, and Alexa's in here too, so I can you know command stuff. That's fun. Nice. But uh, but uh, I do have to tell you, Steve. Um, I haven't left the house, I mean, I've taken some walks and stuff, but I've been trying to be a really good citizen, uh-huh. and, um, you know, I've just tried to quarantine myself and keep people safe and stuff, but I did hop in the car uh, today, because I did have a dentist appointment, and that's the first time I've been mm. in the car in three weeks.
0: Wow, yeah.
1: I was happy that the car started. <laughs>
0: I know, yeah, it's you, you don't know anymore if you're not getting out that often, right? Like what?
1: I know, I knew I had gas in it, um, <laughs> but I didn't know how long the battery you know would last without it being started yeah and um and yeah it's been about three weeks since i started it so uh you know a couple things about this one i'm really happy i remember how to drive good
0: that's a good thing that's good everybody else on the road is as well
1: Yep, i hit the freeway went to the dentist and there were a lot of people on the freeway today i was surprised and it, how many freaking people there were. There right was traffic.
0: There. Tra- yeah, there's traffic when I go to pick up my kids on fr- on Fridays now. I had to take the back roads. And, you know, because mm. two weeks ago, two Fridays ago, like, I was stuck in traffic in, you know, in the canyon, like, for mm. a little while. And I'm like, what are all these people doing here? You know? Like, yeah. s- you're supposed to be at home. Like, people are done, I think, you know? I mean, besides. Yeah, I
1: know. I, maybe people are just driving around for the hell of it because everything is still closed. Yeah. You know? Everything is still closed, more or less. So, um,. Yeah, I don't know, man. But it was cool yeah. to be out.
0: And, and so your appointment, you were going to tell me, like, how does how was that in being in an environment with someone else? Uh, like, tell me, tell me about what that was like. Were you nervous about being around somebody? I mean, they always wear masks anyway, because you know to prevent the spread of germs. But
1: yeah, yeah, my dentist was pretty awesome. Um, and their facility was just immaculate. I mean, they had the whole procedure down. Uh, to a science, as if they would had been doing it for years. So so you, you go into the reception area, right? And the first thing they do is have you fill out this questionnaire uh, with all these different questions that all are more or less centered around COVID 19, right? <clears throat> you know, have, have you had a cough? You know, have you coughed in the last two months or something? <laughs> and uh, and uh, on and on and on. And then they take your temperature with this little thing that almost touches your forehead but not really and then um you know once you're cleared they actually say that you know they say okay patient cleared bring them on back and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, there i was uh saying hi to my dental hygienist it was just a cleaning yeah uh, i said hi to my dentist but everybody was you know they had like a minimalist um crew there so they could do the spacing so everybody could keep their their distance. Um, you had to wash your hands before the procedure. You had to wash your hands, you know, after the procedure before you left. They give you this special rinse stuff that I've never had before. Wow. Um, that you get before and after, you know, the, the procedures done. They have they have their typical masks on, but they all had face like face shields on top of that. Um, and uh, other than that, it was. It was kind of normal, I would say. But there was definitely a very strong, conscious yeah. effort at keeping the spacing and really, like, talking professionally in terms of, you know, what the next step is going to be and and where to put your stuff and always make sure you've got your, you know, mask on. Um, except, you know, during the procedure, of course, because of the dentist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were good, yeah. I mean, they were, in terms of, like, liability, they were... They were really good. I was impressed.
0: Well, that's great. I'm glad you had a good, uh, good appointment and we able to get out of the house for once. You know,
1: <laughs> it's tough. I know. Most yeah. people aren't excited about going to the freaking dentist, right? Yeah, but I know. This was an adventure. Well, you're gonna I actually really enjoyed it.
0: I mean, I'm sure you're excited. You're going to be traveling like 45 minutes next Tuesday, right? So,
1: yeah, I'm going to go visit a buddy of mine who happens yeah. to have a birthday coming up. Oh, and that's going to be the first road trip since i think last time i went to go see my buddy
0: which has been a couple months i like
1: as <laughs> like, a road trip january right? or whatever
0: yeah yeah so uh will yeah we'll have some brews and we'll we'll you know i mean it's, it's 37 so the only reference i it's it's a you know there's a line in clerks which is very famous you know 37 mm. in a row uh 30 because <laughs> yeah like for those that are Clerks fans and Kevin Smith fans, it's, there's, uh, they talk, like, the line, God, I'm ruining it right now just by explaining it. But, uh, <laughs> like, uh, Dante's girlfriend, uh, she's talking about, uh, like they're talking about how many partners they've been with. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, and he's like, how many dicks have you sucked? And she's like, a couple. And he's like, well, oh, <laughs> what's a couple? You know, and she's like, 37 and and he's like in- including me like and, and, and oh my god you know and, and and she's and he's like in a row <laughs> and so so that's my context for the birthday that i have you know coming up next, next week is 37 oh in god. a row i know
1: it's like i've got questions uh-huh. wait a minute like 37 yeah in a row like one after yeah. another like they're 37 yeah. waiting right there
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> clerks um,
1: oh my god that's too funny man
0: yeah, so we'll, we'll have a socially distanced beer. Uh you know and uh um and, uh, it'll be good to see you.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, we'll have a good time. We'll it'll be nice and relaxing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um so here here's the scene. I am to I to play the this scene here uh for you. So you can so you can hear the, the clerk's piece cuz I got to play cuz this is the last episode before before then. So huh? yeah, Wait, but you said you only had sex with
3: three different guys. You never mentioned him. Because I
1: never had sex with him.
0: You
3: sucked his dick. We went out a few times. We never had sex, but we fooled around. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me you only had sex with
1: three different guys? Because I did only have sex with three different guys. That doesn't mean I didn't just go with people.
3: Oh, my God. I feel so <laughs> nauseous. Sorry, Dante. I thought you understood. I did understand. Mm-hmm. I understood that you had sex with three different guys, and that's all you said. Please calm down. How many? Dante. How many, Dante, how many dicks let have you sucked? Go. It's <laughs> SHUT UP A SECOND AND I'LL TELL YOU,
1: JESUS, I DIDN'T FORGET LIKE THIS WHEN YOU TOLD ME HOW MANY GIRLS YOU FUCKED THIS IS GOOD, THIS IS IMPORTANT, COME IN <laughs> BUT THAT'S SO TRUE, RIGHT? IT'S LIKE THAT, THAT SOCIAL thick BAR OR WHATEVER WHERE IT'S OKAY FOR GUYS TO FUCK A LOT OF chicks. BUT OH MY GOD you know, I'M
3: GONNA HAVE to, TO WATCH, I HAVE TO WATCH CLERKS I SOMEWHERE I a lot of
1: dicks yeah, I know, that's what we should do
3: <laughs> Here comes, watch Here go come. like comes What? Yep. 36? Who are you, boys? Wait, 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 what is that, anyway? Something like 36. Does that include me? <laughs> um, 37. Yeah, he's number 37. I'm 37? going <laughs> to Oh, my God. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row.
1: Yes! <laughs>
0: I know that was a long payoff, but... That's, that's funny,
1: it's like, I need some clarity here. It's a
0: classic, one of my favorite movies, and I, and so I, that's why I'm looking forward to 37. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude, we should totally social distance watch that on a Tuesday.
0: Okay, well, you you bring a projector, I'm sure you have one for your tent, right? So.
1: I wish, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, we've had a projector here before, but it's my wife who rents it from work, more or less. Uh-huh. Those things are expensive Um, No, no projector, sorry
0: Okay, we'll we'll have to figure it out (laughs) Bring the TV out on the porch (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly Uh We'll figure it out (laughs)
0: <laughs> well good times well let's let's get into the interview here now that we <laughs> went down now that, that
1: we're road done talking about dick sucking
0: i know right <laughs> and uh uh and let's bring in the uh, apice brothers i'm going to just say it differently every team apice brothers you know uh Vit, let's bring in vinnie and carmine to the the program hey there carmine how are you doing
3: there you go you hear me
0: i can hear you loud and clear okay good yes excellent how are you doing Sorry,
3: today my, my lighting isn't that great but uh, <laughs> you,
0: you're good luckily it uh, where,
3: where are you looks like you're outside
0: i am i'm in napa california and i'll uh i'll show you it's it's a it's a real beast you know I'm, i live in a
3: house oh, so it's, all, yeah, it's all, only
0: 6 30 yeah yeah it's it's early still so
3: <laughs> i've got i got woods all around me i'm
0: in connecticut oh nice okay so um yeah. how long have you lived in connecticut
3: well, uh, my, it's my girlfriend's house. She's had the house since 1988. I've been with her 17 years, so I've been coming out here. And we actually sold the house and we're packing, right? We've been packing for the last month or so. On the 28th, we're moving to Florida.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And we,
3: have a, we have another place, an apartment, nice apartment in New York. So we'll be between Florida and New York, and then I'll be visiting my kids and the rest of my family in L.A.
0: Okay, so you're gonna be all over.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, there, I'm gonna be a Florida resident. You know. Yeah. What? I like the tropics.
0: Oh, is that it? Uh, what inspired the the Florida move?
3: Yeah, I, I've been in L.A. Like uh, I I moved to L.A. in '75, '76, and I was there till pretty much 2012. But I sold my place in L.A. Yet, uh, a year ago, so with the plan to move to Florida. So by the time we found the house and and uh, closed on it, and we started renovating it. It wasn't going to be ready till now, and then we had to put this one up for sale. So we sold this while we were in quarantine.
0: Oh, okay, so I'm sure that was a pretty tough, uh, tough sell right now, right?
3: Uh, yeah, we, we tried to sell in the fall, and nobody was buying, so we had to lower the price and then and sell it. We were planning to put it back on the market in February, just as we did. You know, beginning of March this stuff started and uh, we put a camera in the kitchen. We told the realtor when anybody comes in they got to wash their hands and uh, and use the uh, sanitizer you know before they go walking around the house and we had the camera watching everybody so <laughs> but we ended up selling it and which was good and then all my gigs got canceled so it left me here. We left New York on March 11th. And we're going back to the next Sunday to get some stuff that we have to take to Florida.
0: Yeah. So were you in the middle of a tour when uh, when everything shut down in March?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We had uh, six cactus gigs we were doing, mm-hmm. and that those got blown out. And then we had about another twelve uh, vanilla fudge gigs in April, and uh, and I had another another gig with my Rod Experience show in May.
0: Uh, hang on. So, hang on yeah. one second. Vinny's calling. So let's uh, let, let me answer. See see how he's doing. One second. Hey, Vinny, how are you doing?
2: Okay, Steve, how you doing?
0: Doing good, doing good. Um, Were you able to get the Zoom link to work?
2: I don't have any Zoom information. Oh, um, okay. Uh, let it's, me see, let me see. Hold on. Uh, I nope, I don't you, have I can it. send him the info. Yeah. yeah.
3: Invite.
0: Hold on. Yeah, it should be in your email. It's in the email. Which email? I had to get it from John because it was
2: buried in the email. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Okay. Let me. Tr- you got uh, right, the, the email from uh, whenever, yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I see it
2: now. There's so many fucking emails in here. It's like uh, okay. I'm I'll try it on Zoom. Okay. Second, second. I just said
0: right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm I'm talking to Carmine, so you can pop in uh, <laughs> when you get in. Okay. No worries. Right,
3: I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you back on Zoom. Sounds yeah.
0: good. Thanks. Man. We've been doing Zoom every Saturday with our family. Yeah, I, I'd be honest, I never heard of Zoom before this uh, lockdown. You you know, you and me both. <laughs> yeah,
3: and then now it seems Zoom is it's the way to go. Yeah. Well, you should have bought stock in Zoom.
0: I know, right, right Right? at the beginning of this, you'd probably be a rich man. Oh, there
3: he is. <laughs> oh, how'd you do that? How did you do your logo up there? Hello?
0: I, think, I don't know. Yeah. There he is. Vinny,
3: would you on your phone? Yeah. Turn your phone the other way so we got a better view of you. All right. Well, I
2: look like hey. shit, but that's uh, okay. That's,
3: that's better. That's much better.
2: You're, you're, okay.
3: okay. How'd you get your logo on the beginning of this thing?
2: <laughs> I don't
3: know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it asks for a picture probably. and uh, it'll use, I
3: don't it, it, know.
0: Use that if you're not on camera, right? So.
2: I just saw that, actually. I went, uh oh. The logos
0: on there. Yeah. I don't know either. Okay.
2: There we go. How you doing, Vinny? Good. How are you, hey, Steve?
0: So doing good. You down in L.A. right now?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm outside of San Diego somewhere.
0: Somewhere out there. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's actually hey, nice and cool. Beautiful out. Hey,
3: hey. Vinny. Before we talk, uh, did
2: you listen to Audie's video? Did you see it? I I heard this. Uh, audio earlier today.
3: He sent the video. It looks really good. Where's the video? Yeah. This is the video that we're, why we're doing these calls. Uh, it's the uh, Monsters and Heroes song that we recorded on our album uh, a couple of years ago. And, you know, about two weeks ago, Vinny said, hey, we should do one of these videos like everybody's doing What everybody's got their own little square. You know, and, so we said, yeah, well, let's do Monsters and Heroes. That was the biggest song off the record. So we started doing it. And then last week, Vinny said, you know, on the 16th, it's Ronnie's anniversary of his passing, 10 years. I said, wow, it's 10 years already. You know, so we said, well, why don't we celebrate Ronnie and release that uh, MP3 and the video? And, uh, and then I said, well, let's get somebody to, to set up some interviews and stuff. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So... Here we okay,
2: are. Okay, I got it. I got it. All right, I'll watch it after the show. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. So 10 years, right? So when uh, yeah. when when was the last time that you guys uh, were with Dio? When was the last time you hung out with him?
2: At the hospital when at he was... At the
3: hospital. He had more people at the hospital if they had to find a room to put everybody. Really?
2: Yeah. Well,
3: uh, yeah. So many people, so they found like a a room that they put everybody in there and then they had, had some water in there and stuff. There's 20, 30 people in there at least because we were all hanging out in his room and then people come out, other people go in, everyone's hanging in the hallways, you know. And uh, it was quite an event, Yeah, but it was sad, so yeah. sad because
2: he looked so bad, you know. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, there was a lot of people there. That's because... Uh, Excuse me, Wendy uh, called and said uh, on Friday, you better come down. I don't think he's going to make it, unfortunately. It was really sad. And then yeah. uh, so we went down, and uh, I went down Friday night and Saturday. And then when we left Saturday night, that's the last time I saw him, and he passed yeah. Uh, yeah. that night, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: then it was the, the funeral,
3: the church service for him, and the funeral, the cemetery. It was just all really... It's really surreal, you know. I am saying, "This I saw it. Ronnie's gone. You know, it's like, "Whoa," you know. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible.
0: So, tell, tell me about the funeral. Like, how, like, what was the experience like for you? Kind of going to, you know, the funeral, and especially, you know, Vinny, you're you being in the band with him and everything. Like, just put, close. You know, tell me about that experience. Well, the um, the experience.
2: The, Problem was, uh, they were going to have Wendy was planning a funeral, so they had to uh, keep him on ice, so to speak, because it wasn't like a local funeral. It was people from all around the world that are going to fly in and uh, come to the funeral. So they had, you know, it took two weeks. So, okay, so then the day of the funeral, somehow the doors were closed in the cemetery. Uh, Cemetery Chapel And somehow I'm up in the front And then they go They open the doors I go oh And I look in And I can see the casket down All the way at the front of the altar Yeah And it's open Oh "Oh, It's terrible I don't want to see this You know And uh, I don't want to be the first one in But I wound up being the first one in And really didn't want to see Ronnie You know At that point Yeah So Yeah, it was pretty, pretty sad, you know. It was really sad when Tony and Giza were there. I've never experienced a band member dying, and the three of us are standing there like, hey, man, we're the band, and there's the singer. Usually we'd be rehearsing or on stage, you know, so it was one of the saddest moments I've experienced because... uh, you know, it's so weird. You're a band, and then they we're not a band now. That he's there. You know, it was really.
3: Yeah, it's not even bad. on this earth anymore. Terrible.
2: Yeah. I mean, I
3: know. I know. For me, open caskets don't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since I mean, when my mom passed away, the casket was open. I didn't want to go in and see her that way, but Vinnie and my other
2: family members forced me to go. I don't even know why they do it. You know, it's yeah, like I mean, it yeah. doesn't so, look like the person. Doesn't look like any Now,
3: if anyone dies, they go. You want to come to the funeral? I go. Is it an open casket? And go, yeah, I'm not going. You know. But I went. If they, what I, if they say if it's an open casket and a buffet? <laughs>
0: here's a the meal there.
3: Well, it depends what then they're you, serving. Then you go. <laughs> it depends what they're serving them. Two <laughs> if sandwiches. Yeah, tuna sandwiches. You're there. But, but it was, it was, you know, I remember walking in, looking at Ronnie and feeling like, you know, cause, cause through Vinny, I knew, I knew Ronnie before Vinny knew him. And, uh, when I was, I was asked to join Rainbow when he was in it. And, uh, and then when Vinny started playing with him, he started, be, you know, we started all becoming friends and he became like family member. He used to come to our parties and, you know, Christmas time and Thanksgiving and stuff. and Yeah. So I'm looking, looking at him and I'm, I'm thinking about that and I was so so sad it was just so sad you know yeah it's horrible you know? but, and it was such a great talent you know oh yeah it's ridiculous yeah. great talent
0: yeah so, so so
3: anyway this thing came up by accident you know we were doing this video anyway and then vinnie said you know with Dave davis passing on
2: may 16th we should celebrate it That's great i lot. didn't even realize that until what day later or something you know yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it it doesn't feel like ten years ago, right? Like I mean but Nah. It, yeah. Time
2: flies, man. I think just, when you get older, you know, goes each faster. day is, each day goes faster because it's a shorter point in your life. When you're a young kid, one whole day was a whole big part of your life because you're only ten years old. But
3: yeah. Especially now, now with this. Now thing,
2: that I'm thirty. Yeah.
3: Now that you're thirty, right? Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs>
3: what? what with this um, lockdown, the days seem to be flying by for me.
2: Yeah. And I don't
3: know about you guys. I like I wake up and next thing I know it's it's nine thirty at night and I'm talking to you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's this weird time warp sort of thing, right? Because it's like yes. so slow. Because you see the end, and you're like, where, where is the end? Uh, and <laughs> and you're like, what am I going to get there? Especially, you know, I mean, I have two kids, and they're I'm doing the homeschooling thing with them. You know, kind of working that out with their mom because they're with their mom four days a week. And are you in California? Yeah. 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 So so. You know, it's like I'm I'm looking forward to summer when there when I we don't need to do that bullshit anymore, you know, and uh, and at least get a birthday. I'm, I'm
2: having I'm having
0: airport with trolls. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like I'm I'm supposed to pack and go go somewhere? Yeah. yeah. I've never been home this long. Yeah, you
0: it's crazy You wanna get out, right? So Yeah. Yeah, but uh
3: but yeah, we, we both had gigs book and they're all you know, cancelled to God knows when, you
0: know. Yeah. So so let's talk about the positive times. I mean the early times for you guys with uh with Ronnie and like how those relationships formed. Like how did how did you meet him in the first place and you know, and uh and get to be in bands with him? Well
3: well my, mine is easier, so I met Ronnie when he was with Elf and he was playing I believe they were I believe he was opening for Deep Purple. Yeah. We were all in California. He was in California and I met him. We all hung out at the rainbow, got to know him, and then uh, you know, Saw him a lot through the through the years, and then, you know, I knew he was in Sabbath, and then, then Vinny auditioned for Sabbath. Next I know, Vinny's playing with Ronnie and, and the guys in Sabbath. who I knew also, and it was it was pretty cool, you know. And then Vinny's got some great stories, of
2: course. Yeah. And uh, Vinny? Uh, yeah, I'm just <laughs> looking at these uh, lists of interviews. It's so confusing because they keep sending. He keeps sending different emails. Uh, yeah, I know. It's got to no, be I, on one. It's got to be. I, on missed, I missed I miss. I the one o'clock one. Right. I it, uh, just based down. Went to the two o'clock one at one fifteen. <laughs>
3: uh, well, I called Steve. <laughs> I called Steve and said, I can't find the password. <laughs> you know.
0: I, yeah, I know. First, I, I, first these...
3: I called. First, I called uh, John. I said, Where is this? Uh, this. You know the, the uh, Zoom thing for this one, because I, I got so many emails that lost somewhere in my emails. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. yeah. It's 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 confusing. These high tech interviews of what they are. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I I met Ronnie um, for, uh, when I joined Sabbath, which was 1980, and actually right before that, I was driving on the San Diego freeway, and Neon Knights came on the radio with Ronnie singing. And I, w- I didn't really know who Ronnie was. I heard him on Man on the Silver Mountain and, and saw a little bit of Rainbow. I knew I wasn't that familiar with him. And when that song came on, I, I said, wow, that new Sabbath singer sounds great. They sound great. What a kick ass song. And then two weeks later, I get a phone call and, uh, hey, uh, we're looking for a drummer. And do you want to come down and meet Tony Iommi at the hotel? And this is in LA. I went, yeah, sure. So I went down, met Tony the next day, and we hit it off really well. So he invited me down to the rehearsal the next day. They only had four days off to get a drummer, you know, because Bill left in the middle of the Heaven Hell tour. Yeah. So, so I went down and played with them, and then I was in. So uh, then, then it was like Lauren. The song, all the songs every minute of the day for four days, and and the first two days we played a bit and went to the pub to celebrate. Yeah, I did. It's
3: very English.
2: I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And I stayed back at the in the room with the keyboard player and and worked on the songs, you know. And uh, then we got to the fourth day and everybody started getting nervous. We better rehearse. And uh, so we pulled it off, but it was a bit. Sloppy here and there, but eh, nobody knows.
0: Yeah, was was that one of the big challenges for you, like uh, learning, you know, that much material in such a short period of time?
2: Yeah, because we were playing a lot of the old Sabbath stuff, and there's a lot of different time changes and tempo changes and parts. So it wasn't like playing, like like a really simple, easy, totally easy song like "Do You Think I'm Sexy." I knew you were
3: (laughs) gonna say that. I was thinking of Rock and Roll Hoochie Choo. <laughs> no,
2: that stops. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know, it was all these complicated little parts in there yeah. and, and stuff that were pretty crazy. But, yeah, it was pretty challenging, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so Carmen, yes. do, do you think I'm sexy? So tell me about that. How that came <laughs> about
2: well, that was uh that was, you know,
3: the, the f- first song I wrote with Rod, and it went to number one in, like, uh, I don't know, fifteen countries. <laughs> made a fortune of money and the way it happened, he wanted a song like Missing You, like the Rolling Stones. So I went back to my uh, house, I had a keyboard and I wrote the chords and the groove. And then I went to my buddy's house and we put it down uh, and he had a little studio. And uh, and when we re- actually recorded it with three guitars, bass, drums, and a keyboard, it was really pretty rock and roll heavy, you know? Yeah. And, and then the producer Tom Dowd, put all this other crap on it. It really didn't matter. You know, we had the guitar doing the with it with his with a keyboard. And it was fine. It was drum sound was big and the guitars were big. And then by the time he finished putting the like twenty piece orchestra and and you know, another synthesizer and David Foster and Tom Scott and and the percussionist and all this stuff everything shrunk down to what it came out to be like a, a disco rock song.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I couldn't argue with him because it went to number one. It sold, I don't know, in America it sold like three million singles and the album sold ten million albums.
0: Did, did you have any Vinny idea? Never,
2: Vinny, never, Vinny never sold ten million
0: <laughs> Oh, I can see that brotherly competition already. I, I
2: sold nine million nine hundred
0: and ninety-nine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right there on your doorstep. Yeah,
2: but it it was amazing. But,
3: you know, like Vinny was talking about his uh, thing with uh, Sabbath rehearsal, that happened with me with Ozzy uh, because they didn't get the right visa for me to go rehearse in England. So I had to listen to a live thing with Tommy Alders, write the parts down, and and then I had like a sound check to learn to, to actually play with the band. And when I first played with the band, like I went in to play with them to see if it was going to work. I was already in France, I went and played with them as a visitor's visa and then I went back home and then it was supposed to get a visa and I never did. So as Vinny did, I had, a book, yeah, the I had parts, a book of all the parts and we played the first one, it was like a 5,000 seater and it's the same thing, we had no rehearsal and just well, he at least rehearsed four times. Yeah. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, when I was in Europe with Ozzy, he was with Sabbath, I think, right? Yeah. And we were both touring Europe, playing. No, that venues. was with Dio.
2: I was with Dio. Are oh, you with Dio? Oh. That was later played, on. We
3: were both playing the same venues, right? Yeah. And and Vinny was leaving notes on the dressing room wall, or I would leave him notes. That was pretty funny, actually. Com- you know?
2: Communicating.
3: Yeah, I played the same songs. I played the same songs with uh, Ozzy that Vinnie had to play with Black Sabbath.
0: I mean, the odds of that are just incredible, right? Like, I mean, just that happening. I mean, and, and it goes back to you guys having the same drum teacher as a kid. I, you know, yeah. I'm sure there's some magic in that drum teacher I want to hear about, like, that, that kind yeah. of instilled Yeah,
3: unfortunately, this. he just passed away after coronavirus. Really? Who? Oh, he's yeah. 85. He was 85? He was 85, 85 and, yeah, he went into a hospital for some Good guy. A great guy, great teacher. Yep. inspired both of us you know uh, and, uh, and he you know, we were like he, he was so proud of us both we did a drum clinic in New York City and he came to it and we got him up to play with us but we, we took it easy on him.
0: yeah <laughs> what was his name
3: he, his name was dick Bennett okay but his real name is dick beneducci he was italian yeah you know? <laughs> and uh, and when when we were going to bring him up we, we planned we said well let's take it easy on him you know don't don't play so loud. Yeah. So, <laughs> and we had a third drum set. And we brought him up, and he was so proud of us.
0: You know. Yeah, and and so as kids in your in your household, like I mean, the two drummers. Usually, you don't get two drummers in a household, right? Because you want to fill that need of a band. You need you need the guitarist and the bassist and everything, yeah. right? So how, how well,
3: did? Yeah, back when I started, <laughs> there wasn't that going on yet because when I started, the, the rock was just starting. No, there were no brothers really right no yeah there, even the allman brothers maybe there was nothing you know and and we had an older brother that had a doo-wop group singing group so when vinnie was really young i was practicing with my band and my older brother was practicing with the doo-wop group in there you know and uh, but you know it, it wasn't at the same time i was already gone when he started and because i was on I left drums home and he saw me on TV and the records and the posters and the magazines it inspired him to want to be a drummer and there's actually with me and Vinny there's about five other drummers on my father's side of the family most of them have the last name APPICE as well yeah so it's pretty wild so you
0: come from a line of drummers and you know and yeah. and so it, was, it felt natural kind of growing up to kind of just get behind the you know the kit right
3: yeah well Yes and no. I mean, for me, it was getting behind my cousin's kit whenever
2: we went there. For Vinny, I left the kid home. Yeah, so I had the kid at home. Yeah. So he I didn't even think, it's, hey, maybe I should try a different instrument, you know, why play the same instrument? But it, it wasn't like that. It was like, I want to do what he's doing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know? So he got, he went behind. I remember the day I went home, and you know, he was like, I don't know, nine years old, or ten years old, eight years old, and he you was know, short. And he's pulling on my pants. Says, "Come, come, listen to this." And he pulls me into the, into the porch where we have the drum set, and he starts playing. And I, and I said, "Wow, you know." So my mother comes in. <laughs> and I, he said, "What do you think?" I said, "Who taught him this?" She goes, "He taught himself. He's in there all the time. He's driving me crazy, like you did." They <laughs> <laughs>
0: thought they'd get rid of it, right? It would end when you left, right? But uh... so,
3: so yeah, uh, I saw it all over again, <laughs> except thought, louder. Louder, yeah. Um, on our album, we wrote a, a song called Brothers and Drums, which tells that story, you know? And, it, and we even got my mother in there saying, you know, he's driving me crazy like you did. <laughs> you know? and, uh, yeah, and then he, when I saw his talent, I said, my mother said, what do you think? I said, well, that's really good. So what should we do? I said, I think we should send him to Dick, to Dick Bennett and let him, let him learn properly. So he was really young. By the time he was 12,
2: he was already great. You know? Yeah, I, I started lessons at ten for almost uh, two and a half years, and then I was, uh, you know, playing with older guys all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. was there ever any doubt in your either of your minds, like that this is what you wanted to do with your life? This this was the path you were going to take? No doubt.
3: <laughs> he had no doubt. I I I didn't know because you know I, I played drums all through my teens. I made money. I bought a brand new car. And when I graduated high school, I never went to college, but I majored in music, you know, and I, and I sang doo-wop in the subways. So, so I was well into you know, the music, but I played music, but I got a job after high school. And I had like, I think it was in six weeks, I had two jobs. I got fired from both of them. And then before I got fired uh, from one of them, I went to my father. I said, look, Pop, I said, I worked all week. To $45. I work all week. I got $45 after taxes. And I work on the weekend, and I make 150 or $200 cash. What do you think I should do? <laughs> so my father said, well, I guess the weekend's better. I said, that's what I thought. So with that in mind, I got fired. And yeah. then I did music from, uh, I was like 18 years old on, and I... You know, I bought my first car by myself, a brand new car, and then I played clubs, and the clubs actually graduated into Vanilla Fudge, and, and I made it, you know? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I said, that was easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, so Carmen, I, oh, go ahead.
3: I joined, them and, I joined them, and nine months later, we made it. We had a hit record on the radio. And I said to myself, wow, that was easy, you know? And like And everybody else, but then it was harder to stay there than it was to make it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so t- tell me about uh, vanilla fudge and kind of the the uh, evolution of vanilla Thread fudge because you've brought it back, you know, uh, several times and uh, and now it's I mean it's kind of this presence in your life still, right?
3: Yeah, I mean we we broke up. We, we were together only 4 years, but we created such a mark for ourselves. You, know, you keep me hanging on in that first album. Just influenced so many other bands and so much other people. And, you know, and and us individually. Even the Beatles heard it. Yeah, even the Beatles heard it. Like, George Harrison used to carry it around. And uh, I I thought maybe it was a rumor, and I confirmed it when I was at Rod Stewart, and I met Paul McCartney. And and he said, yeah, George took it to parties. He loved you guys. And uh, I met all the Beatles except Ringo. He's the only one I never met, you know. But, you know, and then we broke up and we started cactus and then we did bba and it did all the stuff rod stewart and when i was with rod rod even loved you keep me hanging on he said i wish i would have sung that song and i said well why don't we do it i said i'm in the band now it's a good excuse so we did do it so we put it on fit loose and fancy free album except he did a whole orchestral arrangement for the middle part you know but we did it very much like vanilla fudge we did it live so that was really weird, playing with Rod Stewart 10 years later in front of like 20,000 people a night and doing You Keep Me Hanging On again. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And then I, I, the years went by, you know, and we would get together once in a while in 86. We did a tour, we did an album in 84. And then we broke up again, then we came back in, in the 2000s without Mark Stein. And then in 2000, I think it was 5, uh, we got a manager that said, we got the original band together because I was going to join, wanted to join the Doors who he managed, you know, to get in something big again. He said, why do you want to join the Doors? You got Vanilla Fudge. And I told him, well, nobody speaks to each other. It's all crazy. So he got everybody together and put it back together. And he put us on tour with the Doors and we were playing big arenas again with the Doors. And, uh, and then and Tim got in a uh, motorcycle accident and put us back like a year. And then in that year it got kind of weird and it fell apart again. Then we got back together again. And now we're together without Tim. And Tim has got cancer, you know. And and we got a new record deal. We're going to do another album if if this virus ends, and then we can hopefully get Tim on that album with us and be the original members, you know.
0: Yeah. So. And- and so I mean tell me about the kind of the relationship with uh, with Tim and the, the other guys. I mean is it like a fa- family? Do you feel that family dynamic or I mean or do yeah, you just
3: It's kind it's, it's more like really close friends. Yeah. You know, with Tim it was like a brother. Tim was like my brother cuz I, I went through fudge, Cactus, BBA and then we had a fight, you know, and then then we got back together uh Friends and I brought him into playing with some tracks with Rod, and and uh, we did some stuff in Japan, and you know, so he was like my brother, you know. Yeah. He was like Ronnie. He was like Ronnie was to Vinny. Right. To me, you know. And so, now, same thing. He's he's dying of cancer. We don't know how long he's got. And I call him all the time, and and I went to see him a bunch of times. Whenever I'm in L.A., I go see him, you know. But. Uh,
0: yeah, it's really sad. It's, it's,
3: well, it's really sad it's, this disease stuff, man. And this virus thing is really crazy. It's
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's taken so many people and so many of the greats and everything and it's just you know when, when... You know it's
3: really funny, we, we wrote a song. I you know, I got this album Guitar Zeus. Yeah. Right? And it has all these great guitar players on it. And we wrote a song in nineteen ninety seven and Zach Weil is on it, yeah. and it's called Code nineteen. Oh. <laughs> really? Okay? And you know, everybody's saying, Man, I feel like I'm living in a sci fi movie. The opening line of the song is, Feels like I'm living in a movie. Yeah. Right? And in the chorus, I, I said, Well, the song is sorta of what's going on now, but the chorus had this it said, Homicide, suicide, genocide. So I said, Well the genocide's in there. Yeah. But suicide and homicide. And then I heard about these doctors killing themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah. Doing
3: suicide. I said, Whoa. Now we got suicide in there. All I need is hearing about your know, homicide over this virus. And the song lives true today. You know, I was going to do a, a, a video in like a lyric video of it. I said, you know what? I think I'll wait. Yeah. Wait. And I think I'll wait, wait till this thing ends. That, that's the that depressing part of this. Yeah.
0: It's unbelievable, man. It's, it's terrible. Crazy. Yeah. It's, ah. it's really bad. Um, well, uh, Carmen, I wanted to ask you also about your uh, your moment with Pink Floyd. Uh, tell, can you tell me a little bit about that and kind of, and working on the yeah. momentary lapse it was of the reason? Moment.
3: It was a moment.
0: It was a moment. You did some yeah, clapping, no. right?
3: <laughs> it was like, I came home one day and on the answer machine is Bob Ezrin, the producer. And he said, hey, Carmine, give me a call. I got this band that's that's uh, just screaming for for uh, Carmine drum fills on this one track. I said okay so I called him I said hey Bob how you doing who's the band he goes Pink Floyd I said Pink Floyd I heard of them (laughs) I said where's Nick he goes well Nick is there but Nick has been driving his motorcycles uh, his Ferraris around racing and his calluses are all soft and they're looking for some new energy so I I (laughs) go to you I said really so I said okay so I got worked out a fee. I had my roadie bring my drums down there. I spent the whole day in the studio. They had the whole track on, on a four-track machine, and the 24-track was just my drums. So, I don't know how many reels they must have done. I did this thing all day long. Wow. To the point, I couldn't hear the, the, the thing anymore. My my high end and my, my ears were going out. So, Bob said, "Put some tissue paper in your ear, because when you're in the studio a long time, the, the you know and you're playing loud, the, the high end goes. And when I put my the tissue paper in, I could hear again. I could hear it really good. So I used that technique from then on. But you know, and then there was uh, David Gilmore and the keyboard player, and Tony Levin played bass. They were all there. Nick was there
0: hanging around, and I felt really weird playing the song with Nick there. Yeah,
3: you know, and then." <laughs> And then I left and I said, Bob, when can I hear something? He goes, oh, call me in a couple of weeks. I call him in a couple of weeks. Hey, Bob, how's it going? He goes, in a word, daring. I said, great. So when am I going to hear it? He goes, call me in another couple of weeks. I call him in another couple of weeks. Is it done yet? No, I'm not done. How's it going? Fantastic. (laughs) All these one word descriptions. So finally, he said, call me in two more weeks. I call I call him again in two more weeks. Now I'm in this I'm in Toronto. Uh, no, I'm in Ottawa, Canada, doing this movie Black Roses, right? And I set, played on the soundtrack. And they wanted me to be in the movie because it was a movie all about the Devil Band and blah blah blah. I had to wear. I, I turned into a monster at the end, you know. And so I'm up. What there. was your What was your name in that movie? Oh, Vinnie Vinnie a uh, uh, Vinnie uh, Apache. Oh, really? <laughs> Vinnie Apache, yeah. They said, "What do you want? To, what's your name in the movie?" I said, oh, "Let's go for my brother." I said, I'll call me Vinnie, Ap- uh, Vinnie Apache. Vinnie Apache. That's I'll, me. I said that was Vinnie Apache. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, so then I called him again, and he said, "Well, I couldn't. No, actually, I couldn't get him." And then I hear on the radio the new Pink Lloyd album is out in the in the in the stores. So I'm in Canada, and you know, Canada always has these underground malls because it's always snowing, so I said, damn, I'm going to go down and see if there's a record store. I go down, sure enough, there was a record store. I bought the cassette, right? The first thing I did was roll up to that song, and that was the first time I heard it. I (laughs) walked in in Canada by myself in the room, and I was blown away because the production was great, and I'm going, when the freaking drums come in already? Yeah. (laughs) But when I came in, it was like King Kong, you know. And there was drum fills all over the place.
0: That's, no, it was that's great.
3: That's... And then I, and then that thing went like five or eight million copies, and and I never got the gold record or a platinum record for it. So, so I, I have a place in Jersey. I ordered the platinum record, and they said, "Look, it's uh, I, I think it's eight times platinum. You want the one with eight? Eight of them?" I said, "No, just give me the platinum. It's fine, you know." Yeah. So I got the platinum and the gold record for it. And uh, I paid for myself, by the
0: uh, way. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to have it. I mean, that's such a cool piece of history, right? Like, I mean, to.
3: Yeah, it is. Same thing with Paul Stanley. I had to buy my own gold record there, too. Platinum record there, too.
0: But you got a couple, so you're good. <laughs> I, I, got,
3: I got too many. Yeah. There. I got nowhere to put them. So we're moving to Florida now. And. I'm going to have a
0: whole guest house. It's a studio. I'm going to put them all over the guest house. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so to, uh, as we kind of wind down, tell me about these uh, Drum Wars shows that you uh, you guys do.
3: Do you want to hear what, what did I tell you about the video yet?
0: Or we, you you no, started, yeah, yeah you were telling me about the video that, um, yeah, Yeah. that you guys are putting oh, out.
3: Well, we did. We're doing so many yeah. of these interviews. Yeah. Right? And, and every <laughs> day is the same. Every day is the same. It's like, do we, do we talk about it? you know yeah. uh, the drum war <laughs> show you know it started from from the apiece and apathy thing you know yeah really so uh we vinnie was living in the valley so was i in la and and i had a video company with my other family members my older brother my sister an instructional video And i said maybe we should do a I always had this concept of a drum wars at the show drum wars. I even copyright the name and the logo. And I said, maybe we should do like a drum wars video to win, see who wins to win the name, you know? Yeah. So then we said, yeah. So, so that's because
2: we pronounce it differently. I, we didn't go over that. Yeah.
3: Because yeah, I it, say it, a piece and he says apathy
2: I say aposene. Yeah. And we have an older brother that says a peach. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did your parents not tell you the name ever? They never referenced it? Well, or? <laughs>
2: they went by Apathy. That's what my father said. But when he played
3: with Rod Stewart, we changed it because when I was with, like, BBAs, Beck, Boga, and Apacy, uh-huh. everybody called me a piece, and I would say, no, it's not a piece, it's Apacy. So finally, when I got with Rod, you know, I played with uh, a bunch of shows with Rod and Cactus in the Faces, so I got to know Rod really well. And, and, and he said, look, man, you've got so many ways to say your name. You're like five different people. So what do most people call it? I said, a piece. He goes, why don't we go by that? I said, okay. So we call mine a piece. Ludwig did an ad. Everyone wants a piece of a piece. It was in every major uh, rock magazine around the world. So that name stuck. So I was four years of doing that. Vinnie Vinny came out with Sabbath and started doing PR. Vinny Appes actually, Actually, with Der- Derringer first. Oh, with Derringer first. Okay. But, but Appes- it really but it really hit home with Sabbath. Yeah, with Sabbath. Sabbath was bigger, and it was a lot more press. And he even did one of those... Uh, what was that thing they used to do? Uh, rock line. And they said, why are you, you know, Appesine? And then Vinny said, well, he's not my brother. And that really freaked <laughs> him out. You know? So we've been... Doing that ever since 1980, you know, so this was like in the mid nineties. I had the video company and uh, I think it was the midnight. Was it? Yeah, I think it was then we <laughs> came up and, and oh, I know we did a couple of appearances, didn't we? Yeah. Did clinic. Clinic appearances, like, and we do some drum battles and we said, and people hit us with the name and, and all that. So then we said, you know, we should make a video, a goof video, you know, about the name and how a drum battle and we'll make it like a documentary of how you're training and I'm training and you know we had this this chick who was on KLOS in LA
2: uh Francesca
3: Francesca Capucci Capucci she was on KLOS and and I think she was on Channel 7 News so we had her with a, with a microphone, the name of the company was Power Rock. It said Power Rock on the, on the square on the microphone. And she'd go around and do these interviews, including, we both had these sable cars. We both had a dent in the back. And she'd go, you know, you know, like Vinny copies everything, Carmine, look, Carmine had a dent in the back. Now Vinnie has a dent in the back of his car. You know? <laughs> Just stupid, silly stuff. Then we go to the rainbow and he asked the owner of the rainbow, who do you think's going to win? I think Vinny's going to win. Who do you think's going to win? The, the manager. I think Carmine's going to, you know, just stupid stuff. And then at the end, we got my brother Frank calls in and it says, Frank calling in on a satellite phone is clearly a regular phone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he sets it straight and says, it's not a, a piece. It's not apathy. It's a peach. So from now on, it's Vinnie and Carmine and Peach. And that's the, nice. that's the end of it. Then Francesca goes, well, you heard it from the older brother. So from now on, it's, you know, so, so it ends up with the drum battles we did. And we did a lot of playing and drum battles. We had Jennifer Batten and Alfonso Johnson playing, playing with us and we did a drum battle together and with effects and, you know, just stupid stuff. It's really a yeah. hilarious video you know and then we did a DVD and then we updated it but that's where the concept of the Drum Wars show came from yeah from the DVD and we started in 2000 but now, now it's
2: we got it down we got a band and we know how to do it it's a it. real show it's a real show a real high energy show it's really cool play all the all the music from our histories and yeah
3: and plus the album we did called uh, uh, Sinister Sinister which is a great album cover have you seen that album cover
0: yeah, yeah, I was checking it you know, out. The, last where night. we
3: look like Frankenstein, and it's two, uh, two faces together, but it looks like one face. is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell, you know. So you know that whole album and the Monsters and Heroes was a yeah. song that we're doing with the band live that we're releasing on, uh, you know, in, in celebration of Ronnie on Saturday. It you could tell the energy of the band on it from the video. Really high energy, heavy, heavy, and high energy, you know. And nobody does double drumming stuff like like we do, you know. No. We, we, we play so much alike, but different enough where we're identifiable. But you know, if I do a fill, you know, and he points to me, you know, he, or I do, he does a fill, I do a fill, and you know. Or well, we, do half just, a fill each and yeah, make we, it one. Yeah, we look at each other on stage and go. Okay, and he'll start a film, I'll finish it. We'll throw sticks back and forth. And, yeah, yeah, I've seen that.
0: Yeah,
3: It's really fun, you know, really a lot of fun. And we play hits of Vinny's. We do Do You Think I'm Sexy? But we do the heavy version I did on Katarsis that I did with Pat Travis. We do Bark at the Moon. We do Holy Diver. We rock. Mob Rules. We play stuff together separately. You know, we do drum solos and... Uh, you know, we, we, we do a thing. A lot of different stuff. It's a really unique show like you've never seen. Everyone that's seen it said, I've never seen anything like it, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Great ho- show. Yeah, hopefully we were able to get concerts back soon and you guys can come to the Bay Area and uh, and play it here because that'd be really awesome to see. It'd be awesome, yeah.
3: We, we'd yeah. have to do it, you know? And, and, you know, we'll see. You know, it's just crazy. I just was notified by my, by Bianca my daughter said that L.A. County is going to be locked down for three, more, three months. more
0: months. Yeah, I heard that today, too. It's just like.
2: Wow, that's unbelievable. I know. Yeah, in three months, it'll be the same shit. It'll be all, oh, well, you know. Yeah. We're going to lock it down until uh, 2022, and there'll yeah. be nobody left here. Everybody be.
3: I, well, you know, the, the, the 100 years ago, that, it took two and a half years for it to, to go away. You know, yeah. It went away by itself because everybody got immune to it. Yeah, the yeah. ones that didn't die got immune. Yeah, well, maybe they'll have a vaccine. Yeah, if they come up a yeah, vaccine it's... or at least a treatment, a treatment that treatment, works.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, going to take too long. Have a treatment by now. Yeah, I was I was joking with my girlfriend today that you know I'll I'll just plan on being quarantined for the rest of my life and anything short of that you know will be a, a win <laughs> right so
2: <laughs> just <laughs> crazy that's uh, crazy. Yeah. Well, they just lifted the we don't have to wear masks now outside. Not mm-hmm. that I did anyway. But it's nice to see people, you know, jogging and walking around, bicycling without. Well, what about going masks. to a store? you have to wear it going into a store though? Yeah. yeah, well, that's up to the store. But yeah, yeah. we well, went to a store yesterday. <laughs> half the people weren't even wearing the mask.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm,
2: wear, I'm and wearing then, it anyway. Yeah. And then, uh, did you see that United Airlines flight? They the United <laughs> keeps sending emails saying we're very concerned about our customers. We're cleaning the planes four times a day, and then uh, we're gonna leave the middle seats empty for yeah, your. Yeah, and yeah. then the doctor got on the plane, and it was packed. Middle seats same and same, all.
3: Same thing oh. with American Airlines. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're getting all these. Shit. Getting all these emails on how good they're doing that, what they're doing, and you know, yeah, there's gonna be a middle seat. Blah blah blah. And yeah.
2: on Yahoo, the, the plane was packed packed yeah
0: packed that's crazy people
2: people were horrified they went on thinking all right at least i'm safe there's a middle seat yeah won't be so cramped and and contagious and then they get on and this was a doctor and he was horrified and shocked yeah that's why i'm driving to florida
0: yeah safe way to do it
2: we're driving to florida yeah, yeah.
0: Take, take a road trip, you know, it'll be like the old days, right, of uh, being in a van.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, we have a, a new dog that can't fly anyway, that somebody has to drive him. So we just said, let's just drive, and uh, we're going with Pete, Pete and Chris, the brothers. Oh, yeah? What about Shaggy? Yeah. Well, Shaggy's in South Carolina, Oh. and he's selling pools now to make some money. So oh. I wrote he that, you know, he's out of work. And and he's going to people's houses, and I said, "Well, you know, we don't want to take the chance." Yeah, and no. He's going to people's houses, and, you know. We're driving with him for two days, you know. That, that'll be how we get to the virus, you know. So, I, mm. so I told him, "So we're gonna go with the with the with the kids in their van in their trailer."
0: Yeah, <laughs> gotta be safe. Well, safer.
3: We just love. We just. It's it's funny. We live right by ninety five here in Connecticut, straight down ninety five all the way to. Um, Straight down, and my girlfriend got two hotels. You know, the first night and the second night, she already got them like a five-hour drive and then a nine-hour drive, and then five hours again. You know, so yeah. So we'll be we'll be taking. I'll be taking my drums from here on the trailer, and the dog and all the stuff we need. We haven't been to the city in in two months. We're going there Sunday to pick up a bunch of stuff we need. I mean, that place is like a. crazy you know crazy yeah you see the pictures of Times square empty it's uh, nuts
0: it's nuts it's all nuts you know
3: it's crazy yeah i mean i told a friend of mine who's a photographer he's taking all these pictures of Times square and all these you know places in new york i said dude take him now because when this clears out and they make a sci-fi movie about it you can sell pictures yeah
0: Yeah, it's just so surreal to to see that sort of stuff, right? Like it, you never think it would be, uh, ever yeah. be able to happen, you know. But
2: Especially and I was, we, we grew I up. I was just there, a, you know? Yeah, and I was just there in February when we played. Yeah. With my girlfriend, so we went to Times Square and all the tourist spots, and it was just jam packed. Yeah. And we were just observing everything, and then you go see it on TV and it's like yeah. empty. Yeah. Was and that was the
3: last. That's the last gig I did was with Vinny. February ninth, and uh, drum was in New York, and then you did one
2: more gig after that. That you yeah, March fourteenth squeaked right by the cutoff date. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I'm hoping at least through this that you know traffic is a lot lighter in all the cities, right? Like as businesses are finding out that you know uh, that they can have people working from home, and you know, and kind of spacing that out. I mean, because that that was a, that's a big problem, anyway, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, if anyone this is done call me i want to tell you about something that, that, that i
0: can't talk about here can't talk about it on the pod so <laughs> sounds good okay well carmine Vinny, thank you for taking the time this has been a real pleasure hearing your thank stories you. and you know and
3: thank you man. and i think john's gonna send him the link right yeah we're gonna John Lappin's gonna send you the link yes for the video so you can post it wherever. Uh, to, Post this interview totally I look
0: okay. forward to checking that out and, and we're g- yeah. a great way to pay tribute to Ronnie also you know yeah to, to It's awesome. yeah. Yeah, yeah. great yeah okay Vinny call me and look okay, at the
3: I'll video I'm gonna call me alright thank you, you man I'll see you Steve you have a good night guys out. Bye, Steve. Out. bye Steve later take Bye-bye. care
0: bye. bye that was the interview with Vinny and carmine and here in concert pipeline and i really i really enjoyed that interview jens because it we it was just so casual and cool like carmine joined we did it through zoom and Carly, carmine joined first uh and vinnie uh called while uh while we were zooming and so i answered the call and uh, and just took uh. it and, uh he didn't realize there was a zoom link and uh had to go to his email and get it and and then he he popped in and uh it was it was good so we had a we had a good chat
1: that's funny yeah
0: so jens that takes us to our final segment on the podcast what is it
1: it is steve time for some music news
0: Excellent. Yes, uh, we each have a handful of stories, some some interesting stuff happening in the music world right now amidst what we're, you know, what we're all experiencing. And Jens, I'm going to let you take the first story.
1: All right. Sounds good. Um, but I've got to let you know, it's getting windy in this tent. I'm oh. hearing it blowing around. If <laughs> I disappear, if I go offline all of a sudden, you know, look for me in Kansas. As opposed
0: to last week when you went offline just to t- take a piss or what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot
0: about that. I, our, our listeners don't know that. But <laughs> but I'm like telling yeah. a news story and you disap- like pause and disappear. And I'm like, okay, what happened here? And apparently you thought you could get away and come back before I even noticed. Or something? I,
1: yeah, I totally thought I could go run inside. I was in the tent, uh-huh. right? I thought I could go run inside. And you didn't
0: even just step out of the tent and just, like, you know, hit a fence or anything. Like, I could
1: have, <laughs> but, you know, neighbors, <laughs> the sun was out. So I just went, uh, you know, took a piss, uh, came back. And I seriously thought I could do it so quickly that you wouldn't even know I was gone. Like, by the time you got done with your story, you know, I'd be back. But the piss took a long time. <laughs> yes, yes
0: it did. <laughs>
3: yes. Anyway. Anyway, yes, you have a story. I got a story.
1: <laughs> and I am ready to share it. Um, and we had just spoken a little bit earlier in the podcast about uh, Pink Floyd.
0: We did indeed.
1: And this is a story about Pink Floyd's Roger Waters... And uh, how he alleges David Gilmour censorship.
0: Hmm, what's going on there?
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, and it's interesting we're talking about this too, because um, uh, Roger Waters just uh, recently released uh, like a, an at-home recorded version of Mother. I heard that. Yeah, yeah which is really good um, for, you know, doing it at home. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it's an awesome
0: song anyway. <laughs> I mean, they but do have then, pretty good... I mean, he can afford probably a, a studio and uh, and a good recording set, right? Like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that's so impressive, you know, because there are band... bands or band members that have professional studios in their home, you know, and... Um, like... Uh, uh, like Cheryl Crow is one of these folks, um, and she did a song... Um, just at home with her studio, and it was just freaking fantastic. And I, I love it when uh, these artists, you know, make that effort to um, either record something new or do a cover or maybe do one of their classics or whatever from, you know, from their
0: home. And so I haven't seen this, but yeah, he's literally in his studio just recording it, so.
1: yeah, And the edit is awesome, you know, the edits with the different windows every time a. A new instrument comes on board, um, you know, they show the instrument or they show that particular band member with the instrument or whatever. It's it's cool how they do the editing.
2: Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, I'll let you tell the story. Anyway. All
1: right. So let me go ahead and tell the story. Uh, here it goes. In a newly released video announcement, Roger Waters is calling out David Gilmore over claims that the guitarist has banned. Okay? Okay. Band mentions of his solo work from the official Pink Floyd website. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, prefacing his message by stating, "Quote an announcement from me," and when I mention the Pink Floyd website, I also mean the Facebook page and all the rest. Un- uh, unquote. Uh, unquote. Um, Waters then opened his remarks quote i rarely speak to fans of pink floyd but that is what i'm doing now
0: oh my gosh this is so petty dude like
1: i know it's like what he
0: has his own career what does he need to uh, lean on pink floyd at this point for
1: exactly i'm already not interested in what he has to say about this it's like come on he is
0: not solo pink floyd so if (laughs) if you're you know (laughs) <laughs> sure. If you have the support, then do it. If you don't have to bitch about it. Like you know, just I go and out shit on your website and get your own fans in there. You have enough fans.
1: <laughs>
0: like just yeah. do your thing.
1: It's crazy. It's just you know, it all comes down to big massive ego trips, right? Yeah. Uh so anyway, the bassist first. Thanked fans for their support of his recent isolation video performance of the group's classic 1979 track Mother, which you just played us a part of, thank you, adding, quote, Why is this video not available on a website that calls itself the Pink Floyd website? Well, the answer to that is because nothing from me is on the website. I am banned by David Gilmour from the website. Unquote. Well, he is the ma- he, he is the band member that left the band,
0: right? So right,
1: he's the one that left.
0: So yeah, you don't get to have your cake and eat it too, and you know, like
1: <laughs> right.
0: Like, like I mean, sure, do a cover of a Pink Floyd song. You have partial i don't know the writing credits or anything you know to that <laughs> song i don't know enough about pink floyd to know that but you know it's uh you know you could go ahead cover a song from your band that you were that you're in but don't expect anything with it just let it be what it be what it, it is out in the world
1: yeah let it be its thing right um so roger goes on to say uh, that um well, Waters revealed that he met with his former bandmates about a year ago in London to discuss ways in which they could work together to share access to fans via Pink Floyd's social media sites. Quote, it bore no fruit, I'm sorry to say, unquote, he explains. Uh, but one of the things I asked for, I suggested that because whoever the 30 million of you are who subscribe to the webpage, you do so because of the body of work that the five of us created. That's that's Sid Barrett, myself, Rick Wright, Nick Mason and David. Right. It seems to me that it would be fair and correct if we should have equal access to you all and share our. Oh my projects. god, I
0: I can't. We got to go to a different story. I I, know. I, didn't, I I can't read the rest of this, man. I, I didn't read this before <laughs> I gave it to you. I'll just be honest, and and I, I just can't do it, dude. It's uh, like yeah. fucking old rockers whining about access uh, to a I website. Know. It's it's too much for me. <laughs> it's
1: like. Dude, there's so much more to life, all right? Mm-hmm. I, I realize that, you know, Roger is stuck at home and maybe he's just obsessing on these ridiculous thoughts, you know? And he can't, like, step out of the box and be happy about something, I'm but sh- um, whatever.
0: I'm sure it's a great video and a good cover of their his previous band song and, you know, yeah. just go be an artist. Like, uh, don't worry about that shit. Get on. Life's too, I mean, life's too short.
1: What the fuck's this problem? I've seen, I've seen Roger Waters a couple times in concert, as you know, um, yeah. here in the U.S. and in Canada, and he puts on a fantastic show, and he has nothing to be petty about. You know, he just needs to get over himself.
0: I agree. Okay, Jens, I have a story for you. Uh, yes, hear it. I want to hear it. Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickinson's estranged wife is, is found dead. What? So here's the deal. Uh Bruce Dickinson's wife uh died Monday in, quote, a tragic accident in London. UK's the Sun reports Patty Bowden. Uh her body was discovered at the house they once shared in uh Chiswick, uh, West London just before ten AM on May eighteenth. No other details were available at press time. Uh, This is a terrible tragedy that appeared uh, to be a tragic accident, said Dickinson in a statement. Our children, Austin, Griffin, and Kia, and I are devastated. Out of respect for Patty, we won't be making any further comment at this hugely difficult and painful time for our family. Following the end of his first marriage, Dickinson married Bowden in 1990. The couple split in 2018, with news of the separation only emerging last November. So... His wife died somehow. His strange wife, excuse me, died somehow. Uh, and, is was a
1: death of mystery. Uh,
0: it sounds like it. And so, what what interests me, right, is that line. This is a terrible tragedy, which appears to be a tragic accident. Uh, you know, from him, like using the word. Tra- you have one sentence that you're releasing, right, about your your dead uh, ex wife, uh, uh. like, and it, and you use the word tragedy twice in the sentence of about eight words like
1: i don't know <laughs> it feels yeah, a little... I'm, I'm like thinking is this like an emotional tragedy or is this like a horrific physical tragedy like was she decapitated or like what happened
0: yeah i, I don't know but um <laughs> god yeah, it's it it's i don't know it feels a little funky right like yeah um because we don't we don't know exactly what happened he, he says they're you know sad about it and stuff but it just oh my god something feels a little off
1: <laughs> yeah something definitely does feel a little off
3: Yeah,
1: my mind goes into all sorts of tangents and um, I was just reminded about this article I read years ago about how somebody was driving in a cabriolet right like convertible on the freeway and there was this glass truck and a pane of glass fell off of it and decapitated the dude
0: Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> like while they were driving. Yeah. On the freeway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fucking hell. It's
0: anyway. Crazy. So. Um. It's a short story, a story, but I just figured I threw yeah, it out there. Yeah, so. that's crazy. That's
1: yeah. anyway. Um, maybe there'll be more. Uh, maybe there'll be an update or something like that. We can. Uh, we can offer.
0: We will keep close tabs on that story.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, this is your story.
1: Okay. Um, I got a story about. Freddie Mercury, of all people.
0: Oh, from Queen.
1: Yes, good old Freddie. Apparently, he's coming back.
0: Oh, I, I mean, is he?
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's
1: find out. Uh, so, Queen is going to stream Freddie Mercury, well, a tribute uh, concert. Um, and it is called the Freddie Mercury tribute concert.
0: What a and, what a fitting name.
1: Uh, what a fitting name. Yep, yep. You know, the... Um, Michael Jackson tribute concert uh, by Queen would be a little confusing, I, think. <laughs> I,
0: I wouldn't know what to make of that.
1: Or the Prince, you know, tribute concert. There are a lot of confusing uh, ways to market this, but it's, I think it, they did a great job by they, saying the Freddie Mercury
0: tribute. Their publicity po- department is on point, by the way.
1: <laughs> they are spot on. They, like, know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so Queen and Eagle Rock Entertainment have partnered with the... Mercury Phoenix Trust to present a special YouTube premiere screening of the Freddie Mercury Tribute Concert in support of the COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund for the World Health Organization.
0: Good cause, good cause.
1: Good cause, yay! Pretty relevant uh, right now. This, that's pretty cool. That um, that happened this month. That was May. That okay. was in May. The official Queen YouTube channel uh, premiered a special stream of the Freddie Mercury tribute concert as part of an ongoing, an ongoing fight with COVID-19 with all donations supporting who and Google.org is matching two bucks for every $1 donated uh, with this ongoing Google slash YouTube UN. I'm assuming that's United Nations Foundation right. campaign fundraiser running through June 30th. That is Cool. That is cool. I love it when they do like an ongoing thing.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: So the concert is available to stream for 48 hours only. 48 hours only. Oh my
0: gosh. What is this?
1: I know, shit. Um, okay, uh, I don't know what day it is.
0: Get to it yet! <laughs> I need to know! I need to know! Quick!
1: <laughs> uh, no, you're making me nervous! I can't, like, read! Okay. No, um, I'm just saying, like, I don't know what day it is today. I know it's Tuesday, but <laughs> I don't know the actual date. Yeah. So, um, what the night. I'm about to say, it doesn't really mean anything to me. Uh, so, it's for 48 hours, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, the Freddie Mercury Tribute Concert for AIDS Awareness took place on... Easter Monday, April 20th, 1992, at London's Wembley Stadium in front of a sold-out crowd of 72,000 and global broadcast audience of over 1 billion.
0: 1 billion? Wow, shit. <laughs>
1: Holy shit. Okay, so the concert was a tribute to Queen's lead vocalist, of course, who died of AIDS on November 24th, 1991. Damn, yeah. that was a long time it's ago. It's been a while, yeah. That has been a while. That has absolutely been a while. But you know what? I was a big Queen fan when I spent my year uh, abroad living in Germany. I was, um, I was uh, 17, 16, 17. It was like my junior year in high school. And I don't know if Queen just happened to be super popular that year or if it was just the Germans who loved Queen. But when I was there, I just became a huge Queen fan. So I have all these you know, memories Zooming back to me of that time period and listening to like vinyl, right? And tapes and shit of, um, of Queen and some of Freddie's solo stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Queen's remaining members, Brian May, Roger Taylor, and John Deacon, were joined on stage by many of the biggest acts in the world, including David Bowie. Woohoo! Whoa. Okay. That's the name I forgot. The David Bowie tribute. <laughs> See?
0: He's coming that- back too, right?
1: Yeah, right, okay. So George Michael, Annie Lennox, uh, Elton John, Guns N' Roses, Robert Plant, Metallica, Liza Minnelli, Def Leppard, Seal, oh my god, I totally forgot about Seal, um, Roger Daltrey, and many, 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 many more. The concert was to be the last large-scale live event Deacon uh, performed with Queen, Watch the event trailer, yes. That's kill that's killer. So I still wait a minute, I still don't know when the fuck this is. So forty eight it's only available forty eight hours. At PM.
0: <laughs> you have to find the forty eight hours. Like Like
1: when does the forty eight hours when start? When does it start?
0: It is it starting start? now? Is this like twenty four? Is are like are, are we on the clock right now? Like
1: <laughs> Exactly. Like are there only two minutes left? Yes. Like I have this article doesn't say that. I don't know, unless i r I'm reading it wrong.
0: You gotta look it up for yourself. Yeah, it's, okay. it's not... uh, uh, uh,
1: hold on. This Friday this Friday, May 15th, okay? That okay. was, like, what, five days ago? Oh, my God, it happened! Shit. We're fucked.
0: We missed it. Fuck. Damn it. Yeah, you dropped a oh, ball. Maybe,
1: <laughs> it, maybe it's recorded. Maybe somehow we can che- get a bootleg.
0: Check YouTube. <laughs> check the YouTube. Check the YouTubes. All check right, YouTubes. I got a story. Uh, we got a couple left for you. Uh, so this one is uh, about Dropkick Murphys. Um, and uh, so... Uh, Bruce Springsteen is going to be remotely joining Dropkick Murphys for a special jam during their streaming out of Fenway free live stream that will be taking place on May 29th. That has not happened yet, Jens. Um... This is news that, that is that is still to come.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad that you began the story with the timeline because I'm getting nervous now. Right. Like, I feel like I'm going to chronically miss out on all these cool events.
0: Yeah, they're going to be performing a special concert at Fenway Park in Boston that will be streamed live for free on their Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch pages. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's going to be everywhere Dropkick Murphy's is. Uh, if they're on Pornhub, I'm sure it'll be there as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: Woohoo, Dropkick Murphys on Pornhub Hey, we saw them Uh, we uh Sacramento
0: We did at Opening Park. for
1: Uh,
0: who was the other band?
1: Floggy Molly
0: Was it Dropkick Murphys and Floggy Molly?
1: I remember that Because I lost yeah. my pants Or you I, I was lose carrying my pants around all day
0: in fairness, it was an extra pair of pants that you carried around for no goddamn good reason. But... <laughs>
1: yeah, okay, we're going to move on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you were adamant, I was like, you want to leave these at the car? No, I'm going to carry the pants Oh evening. <laughs> I carried
1: my fucking pants around throughout the whole goddamn show. <laughs> Who does that? There was nobody else in the audience holding their
0: pants. I mean, we we did we did check everybody in the crowd, and no one had an extra pair of pants.
1: (laughs) I know, like what wrong with people? I thought I was gonna set a trend, but it just didn't catch on.
0: Yeah, you even hashtagged it, extra pair of pants.
1: I know, it's like you can carry your pants if you want to, or you can put them on.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, uh, so drop your fees and prevent. Performing a special concert at Fenway Park in Boston that'll be streamed live. Uh, right? So, uh, Springsteen's doing a special double play jam remotely with the band during the show where they will be performing one of their songs and one of Springsteen's. And while that stream's free, the band's running an, uh, a text to donate campaign that'll support three nonprofits Boston Resilience Fund, Feeding America, and Habitat for Humanity Greater Boston. So. Uh, and there, by the way, their successful uh, St. Patrick's Day streaming for, from Boston show is uh, is able to be streamed as well. So, it's uh, uh it's cool. They're getting I mean, Springsteen in to do this thing. I mean, he's not going to be at Fenway Park with them because social distancing and shit and
1: fuck right. that, right? But uh-huh. he,
0: he's going to be a part of their special. Uh, so, and I guess well, the good light, for him, man. Live stream in so that's that's the pretty boss. cool. Boss, the, the boss is going to be there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh,
1: way to go, boss.
0: You got one more story for us, Jens?
1: I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. It's about... Um, it's about Leonard Skinnerd. You know what I'd love to know about Leonard Skinnerd is why they chose to spell the name Leonard Skinner the way they did. I mean, is that... <laughs> is uh, that, like, I'm so confused.
0: Yeah, this is... Something you should have asked about 40 years ago.
1: Exactly. You know, I just, that was a little bit before my time, and I think I would have known the answer to this. But, like, what's up with all the whys? There's so many whys.
0: Why? Why?
1: It's what? like the only vowel in Leonard Skinnerd is a Y, and there are four of them. I don't know. Why, 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 why? You're right. The... Yeah. Anyway, that's, that. okay, that has nothing to do with the story. No,
0: I'm, I'm waiting for the story still. So. <laughs>
1: I'm just I'm not even stoned and I'm tripping out on yeah. this. Okay. It's these damn disco lights. Like everything is blue flashing lights in this tent. Yeah. Um, Leonard Skinnerd Plane Crash Biopic Release Announced.
0: Okay. What's going on there?
1: This is taking me right back to your favorite movie of all time, which I know you said was Fucking hell. What's the name of that damn movie? Almost Famous, Motherfucker! <laughs> almost Famous. Yes. Almost Famous. Anyway. Yeah. Let me tell you about this. So, a new biopic de- uh, detailing Leonard Skinner's, with four Ys, 1977 plane crash will be released on DVD!
0: Okay, cool.
1: And Blu-ray! Oh my gosh, yes. Video On Demand! No way! <laughs> On June thirtieth, it's directed by Jared Cohen. And thank you so much, Steve, for giving me articles to present with people that have <laughs> names that are not hard to pronounce. I'm really I mean, making Leonard you look Spinner good here, right? I fucked so fucked up with all the Ys. But Jared Cohen, thank you. I just want to thank Jared Cohen's parents right now for giving him like a name that can come out of my mouth without being all fucked up. We
0: did spend five minutes on a name that you know how to pronounce, but you really <laughs> dug into the spelling of, so <laughs> <carry on. laughs>
1: Okay, okay, I'll stop perseverating. Uh, so directed by Jared Cohen, who did Devil's Revenge and Devil's Domain, um, Street Survivors, the true story of Leonard Skinner's plane crash, is what it's called, is based on the life of former Leonard drummer, Artemis Pyle. Okay. Who left the group in 1991. And I just want to, I just, I think this is very interesting. I'm just going to make an observation here that that Artemis does not have a Y in it, but Pyle has one Y in <laughs> yes. it. Yes,
0: he's in. He's a, a, a part of the band. Got it. Yes.
1: So I'm just going to, I'm thinking maybe there are four people in Leonard Skinnerd, and they all have <laughs> one Y in their name somewhere. Okay.
0: I appreciate you digging deep into... I'm
1: really trying to, you know, dig deep. Okay, so Pyle, who narrates the film, was one of 20 survivors of the incident, which took place just three days after the release of the band's fifth album called Street Survivors. That must have been freaking terrifying. Right. Following a performance in Greenville, South Carolina, the Florida outfit were on their way to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, when their chartered plane ran out of fuel, <laughs> fucking hell, ran out of fuel and crashed outside of Gillsburg. Is MS Mississippi? Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> or Missouri? No, Mississippi. When the uh, pilots attempted an emergency landing.
0: Uh, MS is Mississippi, yes. Yes.
1: You see, I'm us West
0: coasters. We have no idea.
1: There's, and it's everything over past Nevada is, is foreign. So. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Every, but anything past Nevada or the grand Canyon or whatever. Yeah. I mean, even Idaho is too far away. Too far. Right? It's too like, far. Okay, nope. I know where New York is.
0: Yeah. That's, the,
1: that's what, like a disease.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So the October, <laughs> the October, I can't believe I just said that. Um, <laughs> you
0: did it something.
1: the October, 20, 1977 incident. Oh, you were born in nineteen seventy-seven, weren't you?
0: No, not even close. <laughs>
1: nineteen eighty-three.
0: Nineteen eighty-three. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> Fucking hell! I know that because I just put that. I just put that in my contact for you.
0: Oh, good. You're glad that happened. You know. Yes. So it's not just Facebook
1: that told me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, incident claimed the lives. Plus that time. I'm, eventually, I will get through this goddamn article. I
0: mean, we have all day. So. <laughs>
1: but last, last year like I showed up on your birthday on your birthday and I had no
0: fucking idea it was a birthday just a surprise visit got uh, it
1: I was like it, it was almost like you were surprised it was your birthday
0: <laughs> I don't remember that did, did did that was that just a coincidence like did I not tell you it was my birthday or no
1: no we just we just went over to Tracy's place uh, there was some little shindig Oh that okay and, the
0: bottle rock thing yeah
1: yeah the bottle rock thing and I just remember this because um because Maria was, uh, yeah, like so pissed off at me, she dropped me off at your house and then left.
0: Yeah, <laughs> then you found out <laughs> like, afterwards or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, like
1: I might be staying here for a while, guys. I don't know what's going on today.
0: I mean, we, we've only been friends for over a decade. It's cool. So
1: I know, right? It's all good. Anyway, um, so uh, the incident, okay, which was not on your birthday, it was on no. 1977, oh, uh, claimed the lives of Leonard Skinner's founder and lead singer Ronnie Van Zant. So sad. Guitarist Steve Gaines. Backup singer Casey Gaines. Cassie? Casey? Oh my god, you, you're, you're rolling. You're.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, assistant road manager Dean Kilpatrick. Pilot Walter McCreary and co pilot William Gray.
0: Yes.
1: Pyle physically pulled the remaining survivors out of the plane wreckage before staggering. Towards the nearest farmhouse to seek help. Wow, dude, this is so emotionally exhausting, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fucking pretty crazy.
1: Hell, can you imagine experiencing that, no. living through it, pulling you know people out of the wreckage? The
0: situation where you have to be a hero like that. And, yeah.
1: I know I, exactly the adrenaline, the shock, the oh fucking hell. Uh, this film's story, my story is not just about the plane crash, pile Explains, but also about my personal relationship with a genius that was Ronnie Van Zant, whom I loved like a brother and still miss to this day. Mm. Oh, yeah. man, I'm, I'm shedding a couple tears for this. But, you know, this uh, story is really inspiring me to want to watch this.
3: Yeah,
0: we'll have to check out Michael Jackson, the uh, Leonard Skinner biopic. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. That's well, it. Well, Jens, I got one more story before we wind out. Uh, and that's about a particular gentleman. Do you know who I'm referencing?
1: Uh, you must be talking about. Uh, it's that guy who was that in guy. that band, right. and then he started another band. He's this drummer who kicks fucking ass, and his name is Dave Roll.
0: That's true. Yes. Uh Whew. So uh, Dave Grohl's talking about the uh, upcoming Foo Fighters album. Uh, He says it's like the band's uh, David Bowie's Let's Dance record uh, when he describes how it will sound. Uh, He talked to Alt uh, 98.7 in Los Angeles and he said, I'm supposed to be on tour right now. We were supposed to start the tour in the middle of April and I was really looking forward to it because we finished making a record and the record is so good and we were so excited for people to hear it because uh, we were so excited to go out and play it. It's filled with these uh, anthemic, huge, sing-along rock songs. It's weird because it's almost like a dance record in a weird way, not an EDM, disco, or modern dance record. It's got groove, man. To me, it's like our David Bowie's Let's Dance record. Uh, that's what we wanted to make because we were like, let's make this really up, fun record. Uh, so he uh, he talked about what's to come with, uh, with the new Foo Fighters album. And yeah, they were supposed to be on like a 25th anniversary uh, tour where they were hitting all the uh, yeah. cities they hit on their first tour in a van. So,
1: wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, I I'm looking forward to that album.
0: I can't wait. Yeah, I need some new Foo Fighters in my life. That uh, definitely looking forward to that for sure. So.
1: Definitely. Um, yeah. Totally. 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 I got um, just on top of that. You know, just given the situation, the times that we're in, related to music and concerts and new albums, you know, being released. It's, there's so many uh, shows that I wanted to go to, to this year that just aren't going to happen. You know, shows that I bought tickets for or shows that I was, you know, uh, waiting to buy tickets for or something and now, you know, obviously those shows aren't going to happen or I'm being refunded. Yeah. But it's so nice that um, the album releases are still are still, uh, are still still happening, right? So we've got Foo Fighters, we got a we got, um, you know, some good uh, albums coming up. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Dylan. Nice. Uh, his concert got canceled in Berkeley, but, um, he's got a new album coming out June 19th. First album, I think in eight years or whatever. Nice. Um, Sounds the same as all those other albums. Right, but, I know.
0: <laughs> 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 love that guy. Indiscernible, uh, <laughs> you know, babbling. <laughs> but, but it's Dylan, and it's new content, so, yeah, yeah. so you'll enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: the same content, just uh, the words are mixed around, and he's singing backwards or whatever. Right. You know, I just want to – I'm so proud of myself right now, Steve, because I was – it's like, I want to hear the Dave Grohl story. I'm going to make it to the end. But, yes. dude, I got to pee so bad. I got to pee so bad, but I did not abandon you. You didn't abandon I was, this. Way. I did not abandon you. I was with you here the whole time, but I was so ready to text you, BRB, You know, <laughs> make it a long story. I'll be back in a second. You're starting <laughs> to make
0: not. a name for yourself, yeah. The, the pod- dude, I'm getting
1: old, man. I'm, I'm starting to be one of these people that has to go to the bathroom every 15 minutes. You're going to be
0: the podcast pisser, okay? So <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah, I need like a little porta potty right? in the tent. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll let you get on with uh, what you need to do, sir, but uh, yeah, so next time on the podcast, uh, I think we're going to have a group called Nell and Jim, uh, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about that when it, uh, when it happens, but uh, that's our show for today. So for all of us here at Concert Pipeline, that's Yen's podcast pisser,
1: <laughs> And that is Steve, I love Dave Grohl-Jones.
0: We will catch you next time.
1: Bye.